Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Don't be ashamed of who you are. That's your parents' job. If a 10-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Alright, here we are again. Two douchebags. And a microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Topher. And here we are in your fucking face. In your ear holes, national That's right. media. We're having our way with your ear holes. <laughs> Which we should. Yeah, we, we should. Yeah, you should just lean over and say, go ahead, take my ear hole. <laughs> take my ear hole, you filthy bastard. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, you know, a lot of people are going to be talking about Super Bowl ads and commercials and things, but here's one I saw a couple of days ago. It was a Weight Watchers commercial. Hmm. They call themselves WW now. Oh, the yeah, WW, yeah, that's right. supposedly. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Um, they got to get with the times. Yes. But this was a commercial showing mostly women, because that's their core demographic. Men don't do Weight Watchers, let's be Very honest. Very few. You know, men will do Atkins or, or low carb or something like that, yeah. but they will, where they can eat a lot of meat and get away with it and yeah. salad and stuff. But they will not do some prepackaged garbage shit that you get in yeah. the mail or whatever so yeah they'd rather just you know well just get a protein shake and drink that you know, yeah. kind of thing but so in this commercial you had uh, like five or six different women of varying um, heights and ethnicities you know the the broad spectrum kind of thing they only had one girl who was noticeably overweight I mean, she was much significantly bigger than all the other girls. But every time that she was on the screen, that wasn't just a big group shot. They put print over her. Wow. To hide her from view. You know, she'd appear on screen and the great big, you know, WW would be right over her and you could barely see any of her around the edges of it. Every time she was on the screen, uh, there was one time in a big group shot, she was on the screen for about a half second. Wow. Unobscured, but she was all the way to one side, all the way to the left at the edge of the screen. So they put her in there, but they hid her over and over, and they did everything they could do to hide her. So they're fat shaming. They're saying, yeah. we want you to join, but ew, we don't want to look at you. Oh, I'll go a step further. They're doing it so they get the message across that if you're fat, you're not, you yes. won't get noticed. Uh-huh. Subliminal. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, this lady's fat, so we, we're not going to show her on purpose. Yeah. And that reminded Hello. me of, uh, do you remember the Hugh Jackman movie about the circus? Uh-huh. Greatest Show on Earth or whatever it was called. Now, in that movie, there was a, a uh, character, a supporting character, who was the bearded lady. Mm-hmm. You know, And uh, in some circuses, it was actually a woman who was capable of growing a beard. Uh-huh. In others, it was a woman with a fake beard on. Uh-huh. And in still others, it was a man who was dressed as a woman. Yeah. You know, they... they They'd fake it any way they can. But in this movie, it's actual woman who has a full beard. Now, in the commercials for the movie, any time she was on the screen, they put print over her face so you couldn't see her. You wow. get just like a fraction of a second of a glimpse of a feminine face with a beard, and then boom, here's print right over in front of it. 
Wow. And these are supposed to be you know networks in Hollywood that are so woke and concerned and, and liberal. It's like, no, they're shielding it. They're they're taking the ugly person and hiding him from their in their commercials. Mm-hmm. They're telling us, ooh, this woman's ugly. We don't want to show her. But at the same time, oh, we love everybody. We're so no. In their commercial, no. they were hiding the bearded Hypocrisy. woman. Hypocrisy. Every single chance. Hypocrisy they got. is yep. so prevalent in our society, and we overlook it because yeah. we want to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and then you get those commercials. I love this one with all the qualifications. Have you heard the commercials where they say, you know, this product will help your immune system or help support a healthy immune system? Yeah, the, that's the key words, help mm-hmm. support. Or sometimes they'll say... How can say, you prove it doesn't? They'll say it may help support. Yeah, for I like the may, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for qualifiers. But I looked it up, and they are basically unregulated terms. So they could apply anywhere. But the general accepted meaning is if you say the product helps your immune system, all that's required is that it do nothing to harm your immune system. Wow. That's insane. And then when it says helps support, then all it has to do is not harm something that is supporting your immune system. And then when it says may help support, it means nothing. They wow. could sell you a box of lead and say, this may help support urinary tract in, you know, health. But then again, wow. it may not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when it says may help support, it could be anything. Yeah. It could be poison. Like, uh, I've heard this, could be part of a balanced diet. Yes. Could be. Yeah. And even saying part of a balanced diet, well, a bowl of sawdust could be part, part of, of a balanced, balanced, balanced diet. diet. Yes. Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah. But we fill in the blanks because we want to feel good about it. Oh, they're concerned about our health. They're worried about our balanced breakfast. No. Yeah. They just know how to lie to us to get us to buy their product. That's right. (laughs) May help support. Uh, Have you heard of MAPS? M-A-P. MAP. It it rings familiar, but please go ahead. uh... It's ugly. It's real ugly. A MAP... MAP stands for Minor Attracted Person. This is what pedophiles are rebranding themselves. Oh, that is where I heard it. Isn't yeah, this horrifying? Yeah, yeah You say pedophile is. or child molester, you know exactly what you're talking about. But they call themselves, we're minor attracted persons. And if we never touch a minor, then we're not breaking the law. And we should be protected and supported and encouraged and loved oh, oh, and they have shows about now. it. They have a lobbying group. That's they fun. are lobbying to get sex with minors legalized. No, I know that. And I think in California, they like lowered the age like incredibly the low. Age of consent? Yes. Well, here's, here's the big loophole that kills us all. 44 states out of the 50 have no minimum age for marriage as long as the parents consent. Wow. So you can have a rich pedophile. So you can have the Steven Tyler, Mick Jagger, uh, whoever Ted else. Nugent. Ted Nugent. Yeah. yeah. You can have this thing going on there. You could have a rich pedophile you find some parents. You can buy a parents. child, essentially. That's what I'm going for. Oh, sorry. This rich pedophile finds some parents who need money, and, they, and he'll say, sell me your three-year-old daughter, and we'll pretend it's a marriage. And he can wow. give them... You know, millions, thousands, whatever he wants to. Nothing yeah. is illegal. And, yeah. and then he can basically buy that little girl 
go through the marriage ceremony with the parents' consent, and then whatever he does to her is completely legal. Let, let me put it like this. If you horrifying. are you listening to this, if you are a Christian and you support values, you will fight this. You will fight against this about this behavior going mm-hmm. on and have the age of wherever you're at. If indeed they, mm-hmm. there's no minimum, you you fight to have that age raised up because if not, yeah. this can happen. And if you don't, I question your whole um, your moral whole value compass. system. Yeah. yeah, your value system. Well, you know who's going to fight the mar- the minimum marriage age is the Romani. What we call gypsies, yeah, because they have a tradition of marrying their children to each other at like the age of five or six, yeah. But then they go back and live separately in their own households until they get up to be like teenagers in their twenties, and then they you know form the family. But that's a totally different thing that we're talking about. Yeah, that's a, a, that is a cultural tradition that does not involve minors having sex with anybody. Yeah. And also another thing is, if someone does not believe in that, they can leave. Yeah, they can operate. They can go. You know what? You yeah. guys may have married us off early. Yeah. But I'm going to go get a divorce. And, yeah. You know. But yeah, we can have we could have pedophiles just shopping at your locally local elementary school, finding a little kid they want, and go buying the kid from their parents and calling it a marriage. Yeah. Wow. And there's only six states where they can't do that, and all the other 44. What about Pedophiles Missouri? can bite you. I don't know. Missouri and Kansas. I don't oh, know. I'm going to look them up. Yeah. yeah. It should be zero. Yeah, it <laughs> but, should be. I agree. there's 44 of them. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so I'm, I'm old enough to remember. I remember delivering newsletters uh, from NAMBLA on my mail route. And NAMBLA stands for the North American Man-Boy Boy Love Association. Yeah. So there was the, the organized group of pedophiles that were seeking to normalize what they were doing. And part of what they were saying was, where's the harm in looking at pictures of little kids naked? We're not actually touching them. The kids don't know we're not hurting them. Or if we just fantasize and think about it, we're not really hurt. Well, you could use the same excuse for, I go out and shoot my gun wildly around. And if I don't actually hit and kill anybody, then what's the harm? Yeah, there's no harm at all. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can drive home completely hammered, drunk out of my mind. But if I manage to get home without hurting anybody, it should be perfectly Saw a few of that last night Mm -hmm. on my way home. (laughs) It's the same kind of excuse of let them go right up to the edge of causing catastrophic damage, but then wait for them to do it before you do anything about it. No, no. It's like installing fire sprinklers in your house. You don't wait for the fire to start. You're taking preemptive action. Let's preempt these... Uh, minor attracted person. Yeah, here's another thought too <laughs> that goes along with this. Okay, let's say these maps that a percentage of them, right? A percentage of them is going to go on and physically really do something to oh, a yeah. child, right? Uh huh. Okay, I don't care if it's 10%. One is too many. One is too many. Yeah. But it's probably more like 40 or 50% probably actually do something like that. So why would you let that happen? Yeah. Why would you just let them uh, outwardly do this? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I mean, can we really judge any other society when our society does this? Yeah. I mean, you might as well say it's okay to bring an unloaded gun to school. Because you can't hurt anybody, baby. Yeah. It's just holding it. It's complete cop-out bullshit is, is what it is. It's absolute bullshit. Yeah. In my opinion, is there's probably enough people high up that actually... I don't know, practice this or agree with it, 
then nothing's going to get done about it. This is where Jeffrey Epstein's client list comes into play. Ding, 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 They're ding, the ding, ones ding. who are helping to smooth the way and promote this yeah. and make it seem more ordinary and acceptable that you know, no matter how deep the perversion... Oh, it's okay. They're just different. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, if like, somebody uh, is skull-fucking a corpse in front of you, that's not being different. That's being sick. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> well, um, I'll put it like this. There are several stars that were his clients that hung around with him and went on their pedophile mm-hmm. plane and all that stuff um, that seek citizenship in countries that do not extradite. Yes, and that's the dead giveaway. Bingo. Mm-hmm. So they're prepared, if they have to, uh-huh. to... Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, um, oh, shit. From, uh, from Charles Manson murders. Uh, his wife was murdered. Oh, Roman Polanski. Yeah. They, they can go Roman Polanski, go uh-huh. hide somewhere, yes. and not be touched. Mm-hmm. And they'll claim it's, oh, well, I'm under suspicion and I'm innocent, but I just I don't want to have to come back and defend myself and win this horrible trial. Yeah, no. And then they, then they get on matter. their grandstand and go, uh-huh. I think my reputation speaks for itself and I shouldn't have uh-huh. to deal with this. And then they probably start fake crying because they're yeah. usually a star. And, you know, you and I have never been even suspected of being a pedophile. There's thousands of people around us. None of them have ever been suspected. Exactly. They would never be on trial. None of us are running off to other countries to hide from extradition. Exactly. because we know we've never done anything wrong, and, and also, there's never going to be anything shown, because we've never done it. A lot of these non-answers, like Andrew, yeah. Prince Andrew, and all that, where I they don't get, sweat. Yeah. <laughs> the non the non. Here's what I don't get is, these non-answers, mm-hmm. you do something wrong, okay, but then you refuse to lie. So yep. you try to get around it. What uh-huh. is that? I don't sweat. You know, here's the deal. If you didn't do that, you would be furious. You'd be, I did not do this, and I'm fighting it to the core, and I'm going to prove my innocence. Yeah. You don't go, oh, it couldn't be me. I don't sweat. That's the answer of somebody who's worried about perjury charges down the line. Bingo. Exactly. Bingo. That's mm-hmm. it right there. That's the point I'm getting at. Yep. Yeah, if you're, if you're sitting here worried about perjury, that means you've done it. Or you've exactly. done something. At least done something. Well, you want to talk about, uh, oh, one little minor thing. I, I get this uh, this uh, wake-up alarm every day, and part of it is it goes to uh, uh, local and national headlines sponsored by Bloomberg Business News or something like that. And they kept talking about something over. They have a little ad said, you know, Bloomberg, you know, is, is helping, helping companies with design and use embedded financial products, which uh-huh. is the future of business. And I thought, whoa, embedded financial products? What the hell is that? So I've looked it up, and it's where a non-financial company offers financial services, like um, a prime example is General Motors started their own financing corporation, Mm -hmm. General Motors Acceptance Corporation, where they could almost give away the cars and then hook you with a monthly payment. Mm -hmm. So that's an embedded financial service. Um, An extended warranty on your car, Uh that's an embedded financial service. It is. It's, uh, It's kind of a fancy term, but basically what it boils down to is when you buy something, they don't want that to be the last time you give them money. They want to get you into some financial agreement where you're sending them money every month. Or they have some of your money and they're investing it for you or something. 
but it's it's taking companies who sell a product and normally that's been it. Now they hook you with a monthly rent of some kind, whether it's uh, you know a service plan or unlocking features or whatever. That's what they're talking about. Is yeah. Never really fully owning it. You have to buy it, but that's not the end of the of the spending. You know, we well, buy our phone, but we keep spending every exactly. month on it. Yeah. Well, I found out how much having cash to, uh, to buy a new vehicle because I saved up when I was younger, mm-hmm. and uh, I went into. Um, uh, remember Arnold? Tom, not Tom Arnold. What is it? Arnold uh, Nissan, right there off at three fifty. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I went into there. They're no longer there, but I went into there with cash and thought I was going to get everyone just fucking, you know. Over, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I said cash, they all scattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not where it's at. They make a couple hundred dollars off the vehicle, and they get very little. They didn't want to go through the trouble. Yep. Now, if I would have financed, and they kept telling me, "Go, oh, you got to build your credit." Mm. Yeah. So why don't you just put this much down, and your payment will be real low? I'm like, no. I don't want a payment, man. I don't want a payment. Yeah. But they want to get you used to a payment. Yeah. For future sales. I had to keep digging and finally demand that someone show me a vehicle that I could buy. Yeah. And they wouldn't do any discounts or nothing. They were firm. No, it's that price. Uh-huh. And yeah, so they don't That's care funny. about you cash on hand and they were snubbing you. Yeah. It, it, they get a kickback from the loan they arrange mm-hmm. for you. They get a kickback from the extended warranty and the undercoating and the scotch guarding and all the other kind of crap they try to sell you and the clear coating and the this and blah, blah. They get kickbacks from all that. And then some of the stuff has a continuing monthly payment. But when you walk in with you know X amount of cash in your hand, they know that's all you're going to spend. You're not mm-hmm. spending a penny more than that. Yeah. So once they determine that, it's like, we're not getting oh, they, any, yeah, anything extra out of this guy. They didn't guy. give it's a not shit. Worth my time. They did not give a shit. They're going to yeah. go for the guy with the bad credit rating next to you who is going to wind up paying you know, 14% interest on his car loan. Yes. And the dealership is going to get a 7% kickback. Yeah. They want that customer more than you. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yep. Especially since that customer is going to let his vehicle run down and break down and is going to keep coming back for repairs. Mm-hmm. That's the customer they want. Exactly. Crappy credit, won't take care of his car because they know they can get more money from him. Weird way to do business, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's business for right now. It's not for building a future. And they don't care about, you know, building a reputation in the future. They can always just lie to you about it through advertising. Mm -hmm. That works really well. So no point in spending the time and effort to build up your company into some, you know, respected financial institution. Just fake it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We yeah. should be we should be earning you know, raking in the money doing this ourselves since we know how it works. But yeah, no kidding. I would feel real shitty looking in the mirror every I day. I couldn't live with myself. <laughs> I, nah, yeah. Yeah, I mean Oh, I've been in financial ride. Ooh, let's talk about Chinese spy balloons. Okay. <laughs> Unless you got something you want to talk about. Uh, well let's talk about that and then I have a new feature that I want to go into. Alright. And it's called wouldn't it be fantastic if... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty excited about this new feature. So, go ahead and talk about the Chinese spy balloons. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. we can go into a little bit of, uh, you know, goofiness. Yeah. Well, it was like, what, a week ago, a week and a half, that a couple of spy balloons were shot down. 
and uh, one off the coast of South Carolina, and uh, China says, oh, it was just, uh, you know, research and, and weather balloon, which is, of course, bullshit. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But since then, there have been three more objects shot down um, by the U.S. Uh, Air Force. I think a Canadian fighter shot one down, too. But what the U.S. Air Force is saying about these objects is, you know, the spokesman said, uh, we're, saw, we're calling them objects, flying objects, for a reason, because they're not balloons, and they're not airplanes. We don't know what they are, and we don't know how they're remaining aloft. They're just, you know, things. And he, he was trying to emphasize, it's like, this isn't something that we even recognize, you know? The, the one that they shot down over Lake Michigan yesterday or the day before, they said it was octagonal in shape, so it has eight sides, and there appeared to be strings hanging from it. And these all have appeared to be remotely or self-piloted vehicles. You see, because when you brought this up to me this morning about the story, yeah. the first thing I said was, Oh, I th- I bet it's the Chinese or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you you inform me that like, no, this is something that was completely different. That they have no idea how yeah. it functions or what if and the what Chinese, it was doing here. If the Chinese have this, then they've kept a really big secret for a long time because these are weird things that don't behave. This, typically, this sounds like outerly world stuff. Yeah. It doesn't sound like our world. The the military has said we're not ruling anything out, including aliens. They specifically said that wow. we're not ruling it out because there's there's no cockpit, there are no windows, there's no like crew facilities or quarters. There's just it's like nothing. Like these are you know automated. Uh, all I've got to say is if they want to take you up. Mm-hmm. And they have a booklet that says to serve man. Don't fall for it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Twilight Zone. Yes. Yeah, um, that was such a classic episode. That was awesome. The aliens came down and loved us, and they're like, hey, we want to take you to our planet. So they take a feed bunch of people and, and love feed you, you and love yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a scientist is trying to figure out this book to serve man, and then finally, at the very end, when they're going up, he's like, it's a cookbook. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, I tell you what. Uh, but what, me, what to me, what makes these uh, unidentified objects even more interesting was uh, the program I was watching on the Discovery Channel about this. There's an object called Arwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's named after a North god of, uh, of pestilence and death and destruction. Um, it's out there way beyond Pluto in what they call the Kuiper Belt, which is mostly rock and ice. But here's this object, and it's rotating, because every five and a half hours it brightens and dims again. So there's something on it either emitting light or reflecting light. Um, So based on that, they could figure out how big it was and how fast it's rotating. And they discovered it's something about the size of Delaware. And it's rotating every five and a half hours. And based that on thing that, right there really gets me more than anything, mm-hmm. even more than that object over uh, Lake Michigan. Yeah, this thing here, keep going, but it's, it's there's bes- only really one clear answer. <laughs> yeah, but go, go ahead, Topher. So, but so they they kept analyzing it, and they realized that spinning that fast, that there's no way it could be made of rock and ice; it would fly apart. So, about the only other thing it could be made of is metal. 
Uh, now, there are a lot of naturally occurring metals. You know, there are some very metallic meteoroids that have fallen, meteorites that have fallen to Earth. But this thing is huge, and apparently it's mostly metal. Um, and there was a deep space probe that was flying out that way, and they diverted it slightly after it you know, looked over Pluto and stuff. It was like New Horizons 2 or Voyager 2, or so I forget what the name of it. it was, a 2 at the end of it. So at NASA, they, they told it to, to fly by and aim all of its instruments at this uh, Arwan thing and take a look at it. When it got within range where they could really start seeing some, some stuff on it, all the sensors, all the communication went dead. It wasn't, and you know, it wasn't like the sensors are still recording and just couldn't communicate. It's just yeah. everything stopped. Yeah. And for a few hours while it was flying by, it was just dead. And they thought, well, you know, something must have happened. It must have crashed into it. But then when it got far enough, when the probe got far enough away from this topic, everything turned back on. And there was absolutely nothing in the memory. Look, I mean, I of really, what it saw when it flew by. It you was guys, all gone. You guys figure this out for yourself yeah. and figure out what that is. I mean, you know. And it was like four different NASA employees, theoretical physicists, astrophysicists, all openly talking about this. Is like, yeah, we were sitting in the control room. It's like this thing's totally dead, and then all of a sudden, whoop, comes back on, and there's nothing recorded. It was shut down. For the whole time it was near that object, and then it woke back up when it got far enough away. Wow. So that's his damping field, whether it's a natural one occurring one or an artificial one. We were prevented from seeing what that object really is and what it's doing and where it's going and what it's made from. And But the theorizing, you know, immediately started. They're like, if this is aliens, you know, it's spinning enough to provide an internal gravity simulation. You know, it's not like real gravity when you spin something, but it's it simulates gravity Isn't enough to keep your body healthy. But they said these could be, you know, creatures living on the inside. They've got just enough gravity from it spinning, and that's the perfect observation post. Is you know, you're way out there. You can watch the Earth for as long as you want. And when we randomly, accidentally send a probe your way, I mean, this thing was hard to find. Really hard to find. But they managed to find it because it was moving. They said, you know, just flip on your damping field. And those silly earthlings can't tell what you're doing out I can't there. wait for them to do some more studies on this if they do release it. Yeah, it takes years to send another probe out there, but nobody wants to finance it because they're like, it'll just turn dead too, and we wasted all this time and money. So that thing is out there defying all of our attempts to... <laughs> Wow. See what it is. Uh, sorry, I keep looking up, but there's a pigeon on the inside of here. It, they have big bay windows that are down here at the river market, and those that one pigeon keeps trying to screw with the other pigeon on the inside, <laughs> but they can't get to each other. And it's very distracting. I keep looking up there. He's over here now, but he keeps he keeps flying to that other one, and they're trying to like. You know, I don't know. Battling through the glass. Yeah. And, and they're both like going, shit. <laughs> they don't know what to do. It's pretty, yeah. Okay, I got to quit looking over there so yeah. I can focus. So, um, yeah, I can't wait for them to unravel this. But something tells me, uh, I have a feeling is, 
we're not going to hear very much more about this. No. Whatever it is, they're going to squail it. They're, they don't want people to, like, grab shotguns and start shooting at each other because yeah. they think they're aliens. And we know that will happen because humans are generally stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've just, in the last 50 years or so, they've just gotten to the point where they're actually telling us the truth about incoming hurricanes and how bad they're going to be and where they're going. Because they used yeah. to say, oh, we don't want to panic anybody. We'll just hide this information for them because they'll out just be a bunch of sheep. You know, so there's a long history of people with more authority than us deciding what we should, what we need to know or not. Uh-huh. So I can see them, you know, sitting on this until they figure out how can we use this to our advantage. And if they can't, then it's like, ah, well, we don't care if everyone knows. Yeah. But if there's money or power to be gained by controlling it, they'll control it rather. Oh yeah. Than, than yeah, tell absolutely. Them. Or use it as a gauge of fear. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, you guys better stay in line, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it may happen in our lifetimes where they'll trot out a dead alien body and say, look, look at this. Yeah, look at this. Yeah. Look, they're here. Now we, we all got to stick together much and more. vote money for planetary defense. And, yeah. They can actually get to each other up there now. Look, they went on to this side where it's actually open and they found the pigeons. Pigeon love, it's awesome. Pigeon love, yes. <laughs> um uh, yeah, I could see him going, we need this much for a defense budget because these aliens are going to come in and wipe us out if yeah. we don't. And actually, the aliens are like, they don't give a shit. They're like, we got everything we need. And we're, they, When there's a big enough crisis somewhere that they want to distract you from, they'll throw out a dead alien body to yeah. make everybody stop and go, ooh, let's look about, let's talk about this now. Yeah. yeah yep. Like, you know, the president found in dead found in bed with a like a, a dead child or something. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We need to distract the public. And, and then it'll be on a little blurb on the outside of something uh-huh. and, and forgotten about and then they'll be back to the alien. <laughs> yeah. Aliens land. Oh, and the president was fucking a dead kid. But aliens landed. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I, I don't care about that dead kid. I, what about the alien? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyhow, um, we have some more? Or? Oh, just one last thing yeah, on the astrological stuff is uh, later the another show came on about uh, life origins. And they were making a pretty interesting argument. Um, life on Earth arose, um, if you're going by the you know, life evolving naturally, uh, that was about three and a half, four billion years ago. Um, coincidentally... That was the end of what they called the late heavy bombardment, when asteroids and meteors were just plowing into the Earth big time. Um, it also coincides with when there was a major collision between a large asteroid and Mars, and big chunks of Mars were flying off. And they realize now that over half of the shit that was hitting the Earth back then was chunks of Mars. Wow. So it would be very easy because uh, you know by the time Mars you know it settled down and was you know doing stuff and the thing came and hit it Mars had time to develop like bacteria level life and Earth hadn't oh wow because Earth was you know a little younger but these big chunks of Mars kept landing on Earth and maybe carried some of that bacteria with it which seeded the Earth with life so we Every life, every bit of life on the Earth might be transplanted from Mars. We all evolved from wouldn't the little funny? primitive life that managed wouldn't, to hit your ride. Wouldn't that be funny? We're all Martians. <laughs> the pigeons are Martians. The trees are Martians. All life possibly originated from somewhere else. 
Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy, but it's very possible. <laughs> yeah, too. and the, so. the thing with Mars is uh, Mars doesn't have a great big moon uh, like we do, and Mars has a different planetary core. Um, so the Earth is pretty stable. You know, it stays pointing the same way well, pretty much all the time. Mars, every few thousand years, like every 20 to 50,000 years or so, it flips. The North Pole suddenly pfft, becomes the East Pole, and it's laying on its side. And all the icy regions turn into, you know, hot, warm, temperate regions, and all the all hot, warm, temperate regions turn into ice. Mm-hmm. So it basically kills off all life. And then a few thousand years, whoop, it flips back up again, kills off all the life again. They say that's happened about four or five times. Ow. Is like you know, it just starts to develop life, and the planet's so unstable it flops over. It flops over, and everything dies. And wow. it just does that over and over and over. That's insane. Yeah, it said if there's life on Mars now, it's going to be way down deep, where the flop, constant flopping over doesn't hurt it. <laughs> wow, craziness. Yeah, it is. I like the idea that we're not alone. You know? I, I do too. I, I, I really I find comfort thinking that this planet isn't it. Yeah. for life or anything. It's like, I, I, I hope the whole universe is just seeded with tons of well, life. Well, I'm, I'm under the impression of this, uh, especially um, our government. Mm-hmm. If they can't enslave them or get something from them, yeah. they don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to find an angle to get stuff from them, too. And, you know, this will be, be a problem with manned missions to Mars, which more than one president has talked about and private industries talked about. Um, we have trillions of bacteria living in our bodies, and they're there for a reason. They help our immune system. Uh, they help our digestive system. Um, they play all sorts of vital roles. If we sterilized ourselves and got rid of them all, we'd die. You know, we, yeah. we rely on them. Yeah, we really we have to have them. But if we're going to go to a whole other planet, um, we have to have absolutely perfect containment forever well, of look, all that stuff, or it's going to take over the planet and kill the native Martian life. Yeah, look at look at uh, look at this. You take antibiotics to get over something, right? Let's say a sinus infection, yeah. but then it clears your gut out of the uh, good bacteria yeah. or and the you bad get the bacteria. Runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it would be kind of the same thing on a grander scale. Yeah. So. And any of those bacteria that escaped a human or a human colony yeah. or anything, it would just decimate the planet. Yeah, it would be done. It yeah. was bad enough when the Europeans came over here and brought smallpox and just decimated the native populations. Imagine doing it on a planetary scale with something you know extraterrestrial. Yeah. It would just take over and, and wipe out any chance Mars had of producing its own life. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you know, some people are like, yeah, so... And, yeah. and others, like me, are like, well, uh, we don't have like, the right to do leave that. Them, yeah, leave them alone. Yeah. Leave them alone. There's no reason we have to go disturb yeah. anything there. Yeah. So. Now, you know, China is still talking about claiming the moon. Uh, they are putting up, you know, more and more moon craft, and they're going to try to put people on the moon, and they're actually going to claim it from the well, name of China, see, and they're going to dare China, everyone to kick them off. China doesn't give a shit about their people, so why mm-hmm. wouldn't they? Yeah. They're going to order a few people up there. You're going to go to the moon. And you're going to stay there and die there. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine having, you know, several thousand nukes on the moon pointed right at the United States. Constantly pointed at the United States. It's up, well, the moon's up there what, all the time. We're you can't escape more, them. We're going to get more money for our defense budget instead yeah. of crime. And 
suddenly Trump's uh, Space Force doesn't sound like such an idiotic idea anymore. Hey, look, I mean, as flawed as the guy is, he did have some good ideas. Yeah, yeah. He knew that China was going to go. It's like, oh, well, we got to get out there, too, if, you know, new, new virgin territory and China declares themselves the authority. Yeah, it just goes. You got to get you. in there and say, "No, we are too." Nothing is face value. Yeah. Nothing. What it is is uh, you have to look at it from every angle. Something. A lot of things are both good and bad. Yeah, and it, it usually serves me well yeah. to look and say, "Okay, here's the situation, and here's what could happen. Who benefits from this, and who loses?" Mm-hmm. And when you start there, you really start looking at motivations and reasons. It, it, it makes things a lot clearer. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. Always look at it at the angle of how are they going to benefit from mm-hmm. this. Chase the money. Follow yeah. the money. That's yeah. where it all goes to. Exactly. Yep. God money is Universal equal. energy certificates. <laughs> yes. That's what money is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You spent energy to earn that money. Now give me that money so I can buy somebody else's energy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for Wouldn't It Be Fantastic If... I'm going to love this. Hi there. This is Fucknut from Two Fuck Nuts and a Recorder Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please, go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. All right. Welcome it's, back, everybody. Yep. I am Mark. I'm Topher. Welcome to Douchebags in a Microphone. We're interchangeable douchebags. Yes, so. we are. Yeah. Yep. So, and we, it depends on the day who's douchebag one and who's douchebag two. That's we, true. That's true. Yeah, we, uh, we rotate. So, it's all fair. Just like so, Hall and Oates, they made the agreement after 25 years they would be Oates and Hall. Yeah. So, they're Oates and Hall now. Well, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Even though all their glory years are way behind them. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so okay. anyhow, today Topher is douchebag one. And then uh, uh, fan reaction next time, I'll be douchebag one. And then yeah. right after that. Or or we could even do segments if we really want to get crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'll like be Like first segment was you were douchebag one, now I'm douchebag one. You want to yeah. do it by segments? Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. Sometimes just to throw them off, you'll be douchebag three and I'll be douchebag five. Oh, I don't wonder where the other ones yeah, are. It's like the rotating birthdays, like <laughs> yeah. uh, no order. Yeah. We'll just do that. You know? Yeah. Oh, today I'm douchebag 147.5. Oh, I love the point five part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually got a half in there. I'll be I'll be douchebag negative three. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, let let's go to this. Wouldn't it be fantastic if I tend to like these a lot. Oh, I love this. I think it's going to be a great new segment. <laughs> All right. Okay. If every time a person farted, they impulsively would have to look at their ass like dogs do. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> you mean the crowd of people and see several of them whip around and look at their own butts and like, yeah, whoa. Like, oh, shit. I forgot that happens now. Everyone's like, yeah. 
Or no one could lie about who farted. Yes. They got, no, you're a liar. I saw you look at your ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. And, and then live on TV, you, you know, like someone's talking, all of a sudden one just escapes. Yeah. They have to look back at their ass with an inquisitive look. How many times would you see that on, like, reality shows, game shows? Yeah. <laughs> Political debates? Yeah. <laughs> Because sometimes whenever you get excited, one cuts loose. So you could be trying to hold it in. It just accidentally slips out. Yeah. Then automatically you got to look at your ass like, dunk. <laughs> With that inquisitive look like, who done that? That would be so cool. <laughs> Next one on the list. Yeah. Every time a politician lies, he slaps himself in the mouth hard oh. and will continue to slap himself until the truth actually comes out. I like that one. So he can't do anything. Mm. He just keeps hitting himself in the mouth hard. So I think he, we very quickly have no politicians left. Oh, yeah. We very quickly <laughs> have a lot of bloody lips and people yeah. just not saying anything. Teeth on the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be excellent just to watch? You'd be hoping a politician lied just to see him slap himself in the mouth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, I, would, I would dig that. I would, too. Yeah. Every time... A grocery store is out of an item within two days of the sale. They have to write you a check for wasted gas and time. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. You go into Price Chopper and like the cherries. They had cherries mm -hmm. on sale. I go in there. It's like two days later. None. Oh, we're sold out. Are you going to get any more in? Oh, probably not. Mm-hmm. It was just to drag you in your ass yeah. into the store. Well, I just walked off. I didn't buy. I left my cart right there and took off. I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah. You. Uh, and it was right on my way home. It was the one near your house over there in Waldo. Uh huh. And I mean, maybe if I went to a bigger one, they might have had more. But that that particular one pissed me off because mm -hmm. they obviously didn't have any inventory. Two days into it. So that'd been great if they had to write me a check. Uh -huh. Oh, and I'm going to add this to it: a letter of apology. Oh yeah. A letter of apology and wasted time and gas check. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll see car dealerships do a similar thing. This is this is done by individual dealerships, not the car company. Like you know, uh, like Moly Nissan or whatever. We'll say you know, new 2023 Nissan Maxima. You know, fully loaded, only twenty three thousand dollars. Or you know, and everyone's like, wow, that's a great deal. But at the bottom of the screen, it's telling you a specific inventory number, which means it's just that one car. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that happen a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. And I, I remember a, a couple of mine saw an ad like that, and they're like, "Well, that's a great deal." And I said, "Yeah, but it's just on one car." No, yeah, you isn't. go in there and it's already gone. Uh huh. Yeah. I said, yeah, it is. I said, "Look here, there's the there's the stock number." And then that's when they direct you to another car, yes. and they claim it's a better deal anyhow. And they get away with the bait and switch accusation because they told you, although they hid it in the commercial, that it was just the one yeah, car. Yeah, look, it's right there. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, grocery stores having to, to pay you for that. They should also, every time they rearrange the store, they should have to give you a $10 bill for your time and energy to have to relearn where everything is in the store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. There, there wouldn't be a store left, no. but I love that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I remember... All the major retailers do that. I remember asking once, why isn't there an app like a Price Chopper app? Yeah. Where you're in the price shopper and it tells you exactly where everything is. And Lowe's. 
Lowe's is really good too. It says yeah. Bay Nine, uh, Row Seven. But the reason grocery stores like Price Chopper don't do that is because it's intended for you to walk the entire they want store you to, and see everything like, and buy a lot of stuff. Well, yesterday the flower is here. Mm-hmm. It's not here now. So you got to walk through the store and see all the little gimmicks yeah. and all the little sugary treats and all mm-hmm. this stuff with all the markup and all that. They make it as difficult as possible for you to walk in, get what you need, and walk right out. Yes. They want you to walk through every bit of that store that you can, even if you just need flour. They don't yep. care. They want you to walk through the whole store and find everything, look at everything. What I've noticed about Price Chopper specifically, you know, I'll walk in the front door, and there's lots of bins and displays and things. Just, you know, it's like a game of Frogger. There's no clear straight path across. They're yeah. all scattered here. you got to walk around and around and around and around and keep zigzagging and around. Then you finally get to the aisles of food, and they're offset. You can't look down and see the end of the store. No, you're right. I, they're yeah. offset. You can only see a few feet in any one direction. That way you have to head down that aisle to see yep. if what you want is in there. They've, it's like a rat maze, and they mm-hmm. pushed you in to say, in order to get through it to the checkout lane, you've got to walk every damn inch of this store. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'll go another step further on their little psychology deal here. All the most bought items are in the middle towards mm-hmm. the bottom. Mm-hmm. So either way you're coming, you have to go through half of that row. It, yeah. Like, let's say uh, cooking oil is huh? never on the end where someone can grab it. No. It's always in the middle because everybody uses cooking oil. Yeah. Um, Butter, never on the end, because everybody uses butter. Milk, never on the end. Mm -hmm. All of this is always in the middle. They want you to go through at least half of the aisle. Yeah. Yeah, and the the front half of the store that you walk into is crammed with impulse buys. Yes. Magazines, batteries, toys, you know, little, you know, cheese hats, just anything. Oh, I want one of those. Ooh, that looks cool. Yeah. Yep. None of it you plan to buy when you walk in there. Like you said, impulse buys. And what's going to be fun, what I want to do is I want to go into a price chopper with somebody and I want to discuss this loudly with them while we walk through the store. You can see here they've set it up like a rat maze where you and, you know just talk about it loudly so the other customers can hear us and yeah. see if they throw me out. I want to do that and see if they you throw know, me out. That's... <laughs> I don't think that we'd have any recourse if you're just talking to someone about it. You have I guess they could, person? they could always say we re- reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. And well, we don't you like know what? You, you're so right. Because any store can do that. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Well, okay. That would just be funny, though. <laughs> just go in and call them on everything they're doing and make everyone around me aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> I say we do that sometime. Just do an experiment and try two different stores. That would be pretty cool. Wouldn't it be fantastic if... Anyone that gives out unwanted advice must prove in a court of law that they are, in fact, using that advice and not just a self-righteous asshole. Or parroting what they heard somebody else say five minutes exactly. ago. Yeah, they heard it on the radio or TV mm-hmm. and they're like, well, you know that uh, 50% of and you know, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and yeah, but yeah, it'd be great. It's like, okay. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the red flag uh, progressive commercial. Yeah. Yeah, you ought to be able to throw a flag and go, nah, I call bullshit on this, <laughs> and I'll see you in court. Uh, what's your next day off? Thursday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you need to prove to me that you're not just a blowhard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like a good example would be when Kim Kardashian told people just to get up and start working hard and 
you'll yeah. just be successful and just quit being poor. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you won the birth lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you engineered a sex tape to get everyone's attention. You got a billion dollars worth of plastic surgery and a TV show. You How is it that about, you worked hard? You bitched about <laughs> crime when your dad got famous for getting a murderer off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hypocrisy running amok. Yeah. Or the people that just, uh, you know, they see that you're, you have depression and they're like, well, just snap out of it. Just, just be happy. I've just think always. about all the good things in your life. I've never had really? depression, but that's always bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Because don't you think they've thought of that? Yeah. Don't you think? God, it's a way man. to belittle and, and trivialize, trivialize a major, someone's major mental issue. illness. If it wasn't that major of issue, why would so many people commit suicide? Mm. It was just something you go, ah, I'm being silly again. Yeah. Silly no. me, I should just cheer up. I'm sorry, I never I, thought of that before. Thank you. What I like to say in response is, oh, okay, and you just don't be afraid of spiders. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and they go, oh, but that's different. No, of course it's different. Go walk you. in front of a car. Don't be afraid of a car. <laughs> yeah. It'll stop. Yeah, I have yeah, no... As if we could all just snap. Yeah, yeah just a person like that. It's, okay, take your own advice. Let's see you just not be afraid of anything. Just tell yourself, yeah. just don't. Yeah, you truly believe that? Then fucking do it. Yeah. So, and that was the court of law comes in. Yeah. The court of law, you have to prove it. I like that. Yeah, I do too. All right, the next one, wouldn't it be fantastic if, and you're going to love this one, wet blankets and counter-programmers must go to classes on what arguments to partake in and ways to actually help the world and not take a shit on it. Yes. Yes. Too many times it's someone who is very passionate about their belief but has absolutely no explanation or reason or any convincing thing to say. All they've got is passion. Yeah. I believe in it. I love it. It's wonderful. Well, Everyone should like it. Never, Nothing never, is ever have I heard them ever offer any advice. Yeah. All I hear is a, ah, no, I don't think that's true. Well, why? Why don't you think it's true? Yeah, you never okay. see them do yeah. that because I've done that before. I go, well, why do you say that? And then they don't answer. Mm. So, yeah, I, I like that one a lot because we talked about counter-programmers yeah. and wet blankets a lot on this program, and we hate them. A lot of they're, that is bandwagoning, yeah. too. Yeah. I want to be on this side that doesn't like it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is is they don't even know what it is, what they support. No. They haven't but even But they got to jump look. on it because they see a couple of people do it, and they're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. The people I follow on Twitter support this, so I'm going to, too. I'm not even going to think. One of the there best, you go. <laughs> one of the best ones I've ever seen. This reminds me of this. It's not quite the same thing, but along the same realm. Okay, that man show, the man show. Remember the man show years ago mm-hmm. when Jimmy Kimmel was actually funny. <laughs> that had, seems like a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. They had support. Uh, um, no, 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 no. Let's see. They had a, uh, a petition against women's suffrage. Suffrage, mm-hmm. not suffering. Mm-hmm. Suffrage. Yes. So anyone with half a brain at all knows that that means the right to vote. Mm-hmm. It does not mean women suffering. And they had so many women on there signing that, going, "Oh yeah, I'm sick of it." Oh wow. Yeah. So the women were basically just on face value, they were giving up yeah, their right had, to vote. Yeah, they had. They had like a little sit-down table there. And it said that, and only one guy caught it, and a couple of women caught it, but everyone else signed it. They're like, yeah, I'm sick of this shit going on. They don't even know who was suffering. 
but if they were what they were going to do about it, yeah, or, or yeah. nothing, they're just going to go sign this because they thought, yeah, wow, this that makes is a, sense. This is it. Hey, you guys got to want. You guys want to talk? You want to? You want to tell us how you felt about the game? Yeah, anything. About the game? Yeah. Last night's game. Oh, I was excited. I was, <laughs> That's I was great. Screaming. It was close. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was typical Chiefs huge, fashion. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. a huge. I'm not a huge Chiefs fan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Only, only because I don't. I don't watch football. I'm from. Oh, okay. I just didn't like what they wasn't yeah. good. We're kind of getting out of football because it's it's getting too much just for the gambler anymore. Yeah. So it's, and I don't. They gamble, take all these so. timeouts and stuff for the gambler. They want to. They want to give you time to place a bet. And now they openly talk about it. I mean, you know, yeah. it's becoming it's a it's an entertainment. Where do they talk um, about it? At? Oh, they do it on on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, they'll come up with like odds and everything. They'll I mean, tell you what the line is and the yeah. over under, and they'll give you stats so you can place bets more efficiently. And it's it's just all serving the gambler anymore. This became too much of a. Uh, um, it's a touting service. Yeah. That's what they call them touts. Yeah. So, when they promote the races of the gambling. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So. That's what I'll be telling her. Like, you know, it's just sports are not what they used to be. No, it isn't. It There's is too much money to be not made. Not even college. Yeah, not even college. Maybe, maybe because I was younger, but like I just, just love the game, like basketball. Like I'm mm-hmm. a basketball person. It's just it's still not the same now. So. No, it is, and I agree. Yeah. You got to kind of go down to the the high school level before it's back to where you kind of remember it being. Oh, I love I, good I think, high school football game. It's yeah. so good. I think Shumpert said something about that. It was like high school basketball is more relatable than to NBA than it is college. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. I would agree. So. Uh, to a, a normal ham and egger like us, mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't it appeal to us? Because we don't. We don't get that other side of the world that these people do. You know, they won they won the genetic lottery, and with a lot of hard work. Right. But you know, uh, I could never do that. Topher could never do that. You know, it, it's so it's really hard to relate because they're automatically on another level. Right. You know, so. But you know, I don't condemn them. I mean, if you get what you can out of life. Yeah. You know. It's just the way the sports are being run. Yeah. You know, the the individual athlete. I don't think can get anything near the satisfaction that they could like two or three generations ago. Even though you're getting paid a lot more, yeah, I think it's a much more empty experience overall. It, it comes with it comes with heart. Yeah, a it lot, does. A lot of people, and it's not just sports. It's just like that's on television. But a lot of things that people do, it doesn't yeah. come with heart anymore. It comes with uh, with with viewers and stuff like that. Not saying this, you know what I'm saying? But if you see somebody else doing stuff like this, no, 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 they got, we like, were talking a lot around them, like you know. If they're not getting enough views in a short amount of time, then they'll stop doing it. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they'll, they'll yeah it's all for work. superficial, immediate gain. Yeah. Right. So. We were talking along these same lines. It's inter- it's interesting you brought that up because we were talking along these same lines earlier. Mm-hmm. And so we agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. People just don't put in the work anymore. And yeah. That, yeah. That's across the board. It's just sports are televised, so it's easier to criticize them mm-hmm. rather than – uh, yeah, yeah. Like cooking, like everybody's just uh, mediocre with that. Yeah. Don't put their heart into it. Higher up chefs, I guess. Yeah. But a lot of times when we're wanting to buy something, we want the person providing it to put their heart and soul into it. Right. But 
for so much else of society, it's like that's just considered a foolish waste of time. It's like, oh, this is good enough. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. enough. Just a minimum. Yeah. yeah. Just a minimum. Yeah. You guys got a card or something? We, we uh, should make cards. We do need to make cards. Yeah. Well, it's two douchebags and microphone.net. And we're on all major platforms. Here, I'll write it down for you and just give it to you. And we're eventually going to have a number, so if you ever want to call up, feel free to. We're going to get a, a, a website designer to help us out because we can't really get it done ourselves. I don't, I don't but. Know how to do websites either. You got to put your website to make a website. <laughs> we had kind of teach ourselves uh, you know, how to do audio recording and processing. So we're getting better at that, but. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> we say allegedly a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is all one word, and we're on all major platforms. Yes, sir. But iTunes, it's really hard to find us because they have this system that you kind of like to, uh, that you kind of have to have um, different reviews, and I, I think there's yeah. like another tier that you can pay for to get more recognized. So good luck finding us on that, but we are <laughs> on it somewhere. Yeah. Okay. But we're on it. Yeah. Hey, man, what's your name? Uh, Matthew. Matthew, very nice to meet you. Bree. Bree. All right. Very nice to meet you both. You're going to be and, on our uh, next episode. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Take care. It's good talking to you. Yeah, I love it down here. Another so testament many interesting. To the, yeah. Testament to the effectiveness of the banner. Yeah. <laughs> that thing has worked wonders. We hardly ever got anyone to stop by and talk before the banner, but now it's like. Oh, Everybody okay. stops. Oh, and while you're using the bathroom, a guy come by and took a picture. Nice. Yeah, I asked him if he had anything to say. He said not today, but later on he will. Yeah. So I was like, we'll okay. Be All right, where was I? Wouldn't it be fantastic if? Yeah. Hey, anyone wearing a Mamba must uh, have apology flashcards on hand to address anyone that might have accidentally witnessed the atrocity. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, so if he's wearing a man bun, he must have flashcards with an apology going, hey, I'm sorry, I'm a douchebag, and mm-hmm. you have to see that. Not a not a good douchebag like us. No, no bad yeah. douchebag. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm a follow-the-leader guy. I'm not a leader. I'm sorry I don't think for myself. I'm sorry I'm a weak, uh, weak-bellied, weak spineless yeah. dumbass. Yeah. I saw an epic man bun the other day at Texas Roadhouse. Did you burn it? I wanted to, but I was too full to get up from the table and do anything oh, about damn it. it. I oh. had this great big you awesome You missed a perfect opportunity to I take know. a lighter to it. So he had he had gathered all of his hair up on top of the head, uh-huh. his head on a round ball. Uh-huh. But instead of making it a nice tight or a smooth to the scalp, it was loose. So it sagged down and his hair formed. It, for all the world, it looked like a big giant hair pancake on his head. And then that ball on top like a big hairy ball of whipped cream. He looked like he had a hair pancake with a hair ball of whipped cream on top of his head. Oh my God! And as he would walk, it would wiggle side <laughs> to side, back to forth, and it looked you know like what? that pancake I... on his head was going to slip off. It was the most ugly, revolting. And this is at an eating establishment. <laughs> I got it. You know what? I kind of respect oh. that a little bit because he took it to the extreme. Like, yeah, look how stupid I can get. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to gross all you motherfuckers out with my yeah. hairball. <laughs> <laughs> now, ponytails are okay. I oh, my hair should have got a, a picture of it. I wasn't. I should have got a picture. I mean, my hair is in a ponytail right now, so I'm okay with ponytails. But what I'm not okay is with is the side pony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you made it famous, in my opinion, was... Uh, um, Napoleon Dynamite, the chick on there. 
Yes. Because after she did it, all these chicks started doing yes. it, being the awkward girl with uh-huh. the side ponytail. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, all it looks like to me is your arms are two different lengths. <laughs> and you couldn't reach around to the back of the head because one arm's longer I than the agree. other. I agree. It doesn't look right. It's, it's like, stupid. why did you do that? It's just, I mean, it was over five years ago. But you, you turn on that uh, that Chip and Joanna Gaines show, Side Pony, constantly on that chip. Oh, it yeah. It looks just yeah. the stupidest thing ever. Of course, that, that couple is revoltingly stupid. Yeah. All of them are on these I white people respect. renovating sh- houses shows. They're always yeah. white people. It's always yeah. a white oh, couple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's always an Hispanic contractor, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the dude does all the work and acts like an oaf and an idiot. And the wife does all the little design stuff and treats her husband like a yeah. child. And it's then the, the real work. show after show after you show. You see the Hispanic guy come in. Yeah. And, and he's like, the yeah, real yeah, work. We're, we're going to do that. Yeah. And they do all the real work. And then yeah. the, the white guy comes in behind him. It's like, yeah. oh, whew, boy, glad we're done with that. Oh, yeah. what a task when he didn't do anything except the, watch the Hispanics fucking work. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the big white guy, husband guy, whatever, who's supposed to be the main construction worker, he spends more time on camera playing with his kids or talking with friends or joking with his wife. He maybe will swing a hammer once or twice, but yeah. he'll spend three times as much time it, on camera doing feel-good moments and not actually working. Exactly. Yeah. And then another thing is is they don't want you to see the Hispanic people working so bad that they skip through it, then they just show them tearing down the last wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those... Uh, Celebrity makeovers or extreme makeover, whatever shows, those those uh, very quickly people learned that the celebrities like that Ty, what Pennington or whatever. His yeah, name was, yeah, yeah, Pennington. I think he'd only show up and work when the cameras were rolling. As mm-hmm. soon as the cameras quit, he was gone, and it was left to local contractors with substandard materials. And pretty much every one of those, you know, makeover houses had to be torn apart and redone for tens and tens of thousands of dollars because it was all shit and it wasn't up to code. Mm-hmm. You notice in the, in the TV shows, they never had the code inspector come through and say, this passes, this fails, this, this pass. They never had code come and look at it. They just dump it on the family and say, it's your mess now. And then they have to pay for all the repairs. They can't live in it until it's up to code. And now it's worth so much more, they have to pay higher taxes. It basically ruins the people. That thing almost got on your head. That's amazing. That's... I mean, it I just was like, like that far above your head. I, I didn't even feel I it. I think it was entertaining landing on you, and then you moved a little bit, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> that would have been kind of funny. That would have been. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Those claws might be pretty stout. They I don't probably know. would have taken a crap on me. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It yeah. knew I was ranting about something. I wanted to distract <laughs> me. <laughs> the next one you're really going to appreciate, all right, too. All right. Anyone who says they like the taste of kale, but they must pass a polygraph test. And if it is proven false, you must offer free seminars on how not to be a gullible sheeple. (laughs) Yes. We could even go as far as putting them in an MRI, having them eat a pound of kale and see if the pleasure centers of their brain light up. We, I think that that's automatic. Yeah. We do that automatically. I like yeah. that idea better. Fuck that's the polygraph. That's better than polygraph because yeah. we can actually see how their brain is responding well, we to can see their kale. brain like uh, decrease and like uh, folding up into itself when they mm-hmm. taste that. Brain God-awful. cell death increases Horrible. rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. It's 
So no. that would be definite proof positive. Say, that look, your own radio, body's rejecting it. That radioactive material that they found at the bottom, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they, they couldn't get rid of, that they convinced people that it was great tasting. <laughs> uh, it's like this. At one time, the uh, the makers of Lysol, you know that uh, that that spray disinfectant. At one time, they marketed that as a douche. You're supposed to to pour Lysol, which has a lot of formaldehyde, up into your cooch. Oh, it basically would kill you from the inside out. Uh, yeah, I think they need to stick with vinegar. <laughs> yeah. Good old Lysol. They didn't care whether you killed yourself. They just oh, wanted to sell a few more bottles of the product. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but but the makers of Lysol have your best interests in mind, don't they? They make healthcare products. They have to be nice people. Yeah. <laughs> Lysol loves us. Why else would they improve our life so much? Oh, the enormous profits. That's yeah, right. That's I forgot about the enormous would, profits involved. They would never lie to us. Oh, right. unless they could make some money. Unless they could make yeah. some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next one. Any person who is caught fake listening to someone while buried in their phone must pass a test of repeating what the victim has said previously, and then, um, and if then convicted of fake listening, she'll be spammed relentlessly mm. for two days. Yes. So his phone will be his or her up. just blown up with yeah. spam, and you know, whenever you say something, they're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And you know they're not listening to you because they're answering someone or something. You know, I, you know, why don't they just go, hang on a second, I'm in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no. They're, instead, they're going to go, yeah, mm, uh-huh. And then when you question, they're going, oh, no, I was listening. Yeah. And they take one key word that they happen to catch, like, yes. yeah, refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> and then most of us are just like, fuck it, I know you weren't listening, but you said refrigerators, so I kind of got to go along with it. It's fun to catch the people who are, you're watching a, a movie or a show or something with someone and they're constantly on their phone. Every time their eyes leave the screen and go to their phone, hit pause. <laughs> I love that. And when they look up, it's like, what's, hey, it's like well, oh, what's I stopped the movie so you wouldn't miss any. Well, it's okay, you're just going without me. It's like, no, that's fine. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm Let's happy go. to wait. I don't. I want to make sure we both watch it together. Yes. And just constantly pause and pause and pause, and finally oh, they'll great. get the message that yeah, this ain't happening unless your eyes are on the screen. <laughs> and you know, a person like that better not ask me what's going on. Well, who's that character? What are they talking about? What's going? On? I didn't notice that you weren't looking at the screen. Where are you? You were looking at I, your I phone. I would have said, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I was on my phone. I, I didn't. I catch just start it. saying, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to watch again. I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> if you're not watching, I'm not going to be your interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, I even people on the movie screen, because we went and seen a man called Otto mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And I have some interesting takes on that, too, that we can get to right after. Okay. Because I meant to do it for, uh, for a while now, for a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. I just never, I don't know what, forgot it or whatever. So... Um, Okay, uh, last but not least, anyone name dropping must produce a picture of said oh, person yes. and the bragger together. If they cannot, it is Filger's choice on punishment from a barefoot toe stomp to a crack in the nad sickle. <laughs> So, and people will name drop on products too. Yeah, so like, like I drove uh, my Jaguar up there. It's like, let me see the picture of you and the Jaguar and the VIN and your keys. And yes, yep. 
Yeah, and if not, then you, whatever you want. Toe stomp, nad sickle, light them on fire. <laughs> whatever, it's fielder's choice. You make the decision on what happens to said bragger, to said uh, yeah. name dropper. Yeah. There's a, a Facebook uh, group that I'm a, uh, several that I'm a member of that are like, you know, Epiphone guitar owners and modders or the Gretsch owners group or this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. and, and anytime anyone says, oh, I just bought a new guitar, it's a new guitar day. If they don't post a picture, everyone calls them on it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, if they, they, the standard response is, without pictures, this post is worthless. <laughs> Basically saying, we don't believe you. We got to see pictures. <laughs> so any more people will put up pictures. They have to. Otherwise, uh, no one, no one believes them. <laughs> Yep. Okay, real quick, I mean, I can't find my notes. I think that's how come I never got to it is because I think uh, what I uh, wrote the whole story on about a man called Otto, I think I have it somewhere that uh, maybe another notebook that I... So anyhow, a couple of things I noticed is is uh, um, the paint that they used, he damaged his ceiling a couple of times, and I'm not going to say why okay. because they'll give away too much. But um, I forgot the name of the paint that he used. But every time it was the uh, the label was facing forward, and he was like dipping his um, brush into this paint, and it looked beautiful, and it was all. Oh, it was a perfect shot. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't Glidden. It was something else, but it was something like that. Bear Sherwin Williams. Uh, Who knows. There's yeah, I, I can't think of it, but anyhow. It was product placement moment. Yeah, it was the most obvious product placement I've seen in a long time, besides mm-hmm. the Gatorade and Andy Reid and whoever yeah. else, the pressers. Um, another thing is I saw on a side note here before I go into a man called Otto again is, you know, the second most searched term last night after Rayana uh, pregnant mm-hmm. was what color was the Gatorade? Ah, for the bet. For the bet. <laughs> Did we ever find out? No. Let's uh, let's, let's give it a try. Here. And then just uh, center me with a man called Otto, so I can go ahead and uh, finish that thought up and be done with it, okay. not have to worry about it again. Yeah. What color was the Gatorade? What color was the Gatorade last night at the Super Bowl? I wonder if they had different colors. Orange. Orange. So the number one bet won. Everyone wow. betted on orange, and coincidentally, that was the the um, the Chiefs uh, in twenty twenty. Wait a minute, that was okay. Wrong Super Bowl. Yeah, because it doesn't have. You could say what color was the Super rated Super Bowl fifty seven. Yeah, try that. What color was the Gatorade in Super Bowl 57? Or did they even have Gatorade? Um, Purple. Oh, it was purple? Let's see. Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 57, and betters who picked purple Gatorade to be dumped on the winning head coach cashed in. It's purple. Yeah, here's another one. Andy Reid gets purple Gatorade shower. But you know, the Eagles might have had a different color. Well, really? Yeah, so if the Eagles had won, it might have been a different color getting dumped instead of purple. There's nothing to say both teams had the same color. 
No, that's right. Yeah. And also, where did the color originate? Who makes this up? Yeah, they never said who chooses the color, and it very likely could have been. They took all the bets, and they said uh-huh. everyone's betting on orange, so let's get purple. Okay. Sorry I'm looking at my phone, but I have a plumber that I'm trying to come over. Remember oh, our yeah. little mishap uh, oh, yes. there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyhow, so uh, I'm not like fake listening. I actually have something else going on. We're not going to call you on it. So. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, after I went on a tirade about it, I wanted to make sure that you knew. Yeah. So, anyhow, Val messaged me, but I thought it was about the plumber, but it wasn't. Uh, anyhow, um, oh, a man called Otto. Another thing yeah. that I noticed is there's like four areas of this happening. It shows Otto on a bench with that very famous Forrest Gump pose. Oh, yeah. Where his knees are out and his feet are in. Mm-hmm. Four times front and center on the screen it showed this. I think it was subliminal, like, uh, hey, uh, remember Forrest Gump? Remember right? how great you felt about that movie? Yeah. Feel good about our movie, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Manipulation. Manipulation, yep. There's a really good song by the Black Angels called Manipulation. I recommend anybody listening, you Google, you know, get your phone out and Google or iTunes or whatever, look up Manipulation by the by the Black Angels. Yeah. It's an interesting song. It is an interesting song and I like it. It's very good. So wish the Black Angels would come to town, man. They, they hardly ever they come do, in the area. Nah, they, they they only tour like populated areas, really high populated yeah. areas. They're based in Austin, Texas, somewhere in Texas. Austin, I think it's I Austin. It yeah. is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They go sure. out west a lot more, and they come north. So. Yeah. Oh well. So interesting band. I love the drummer. I can't remember her name, but she's just awesome. She does a whole lot with just a little bit. It's it's amazing. I don't know the members' names, but I do like some of their music. I'm not familiar with all of it, but yeah. they are more of a cult band still. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's not a big major following, but that's they've, more of the bands I like. They've never it. had an FM break, if you will. You no, know. I don't think they have. They have. I, hey, <laughs> how you doing? You got anything you want to say? No. Uh, okay. All right, man. <laughs> Bags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 